Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Jill Scott presents J.Ill with my sister friends, Aja and Laia. And I'm Jill Scott. Hold on, y'all. I think there's somebody calling. That must mean it's time for What's on Your Heart? Okay, so we're sitting here with Maumuna Youssef. I'm, I'm looking at it. My Muna Youssef. My Muna Youssef. <laughs> Been saying it wrong for years. <laughs> Mamuna. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just, I, I can't participate in this joke because people jack my name up so much that I, I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to participate in this laughter. No, no, I'm just trying I reject, to... I reject it. I reject the laughter. Saying Laia is easy. Come on, man. Listen, people no. people call me Gil. Okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, they Jill. do. I, no, no, they do I promise you, I promise you, as, uh, as I got two feet, some people call me Gil. I promise you, because my father's Gil Scott. You know that, right? Aaron, yes! Right. Well, no. yeah, I heard that. I heard Wrong. that before. I, I heard that. <laughs> I did. I heard that. When Sorry. you first had came out, people were saying that a lot. They said you was going to redo the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at everything there is to say about Mamuna Yusuf. And I'm like, all right, do we do this before what's on your heart? Or normally that's how it happens. OK, so that's what we'll do. OK. Yeah. Tell them, tell, drop them, tell them who she is, okay, Jill. Yeah. Drop it. Uh, ladies and uh, gentlemen, we are here with Mamuna Youssef, also known to some as Mumu Fresh. Mumu Fresh is a critically acclaimed Afro-Indigenous singer, MC, okay, MC, songwriter, activist, workshop facilitator, and audio engineer who's been called Damn. a quadruple threat by Black Thought from the Roots and groundbreaking <laughs> Oscar-winning artist... By common, but I'm going to just tell you like this. I'm going to tell you like this. When it comes to Sangenka, Mumu is not a game to be played with. <laughs> when it comes to MCing, listen, listen, you want somebody that can tell your ass a story and paint you a picture? See, you can smell Maybe. the fruit. 
Okay. Baby. You can you can Baby. taste the sunshine on your lips. Okay. Yes. Right. Right. We talking about Moo Moo Fresh. This is Moo Moo Fresh, everybody. And the question is this. What's on your heart? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction. You better be introduced. Oh, man. Welcome. Well, first of all, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you all. You know, I have so much respect for all of you all. Whenever I see you anywhere out in the streets, you know, at a concert or wherever we are, it's just my heart. Parking lights. Up. Parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my heart lights up, you know, because I see myself in all of you, you know, in the journeys that you all have taken. I've listened to you all through my own you know, things I've gone through in my own life. And um, I've been uplifted by y'all lyrics, by your voices, and just the support that you all have shown to me over these years. I never, ever take that for granted. Like, it's a big deal to me, for real. Like, it, I get all emo about it. <laughs> but what's on my heart, you know, if I could just be candid and speak honestly, I just came back from a uh, retreat, like a spiritual healing retreat. And... Uh, we spent so much time there talking about embracing my expansiveness and not shying away from it and kind of unlearning all of the things I've been taught by the music industry, all of the things I've been taught by patriarchy. Like if, if you just are in this business long enough, you're going to take some abuse. It's some lashings that you're going to deal with, you know, and really redefining your own value and your own worth and not having your value be defined by someone else's inability to value you. I spent three days out in the woods, just sleeping out in the woods, laying on mother, mother earth, you know, um, really just reconnecting with my center, like with who I was when I was four years old. You know what I mean? Like that kind of joy and optimism for no reason at all. You didn't need a reason to like have a good day. <laughs> You know, every day was just a good day because you woke up and it was fun and, and you're curious and you're just excited to have breath flowing through your lungs. You know, so um, I'm, I'm feeling good about the reclamation, reclaiming my own narrative, my own story, my own joy, my optimism, my childlike wonder about uh, just redefining what this next leg of my journey is going to look like for me. And the fact that, um, you know, when you trailblaze, there is not a path before you and you got to be courageous. And just because you haven't seen something done in a particular way that you plan to do it, like maybe you are the one to do it. Maybe you open that door for somebody else. Maybe maybe you set the precedent. And I feel like so many times in my career, people have told me you can't do it that way. It's never been done like that. It, it won't work. And I was just always thinking, like, how would you know? You know, you're talking about something that doesn't exist yet. And, you know, like there are lots of things that before they existed, people thought it was like craziness and now it's commonplace. And um, so, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time talking with the healers that was there at the retreat about about that, really, really embracing it, like with audacity. Mm. Um, and, it, I, you know, I, I cried, you know, I had to had to had a whole journal of all the people I had to forgive. <laughs> My forgiveness journal was long, you know, and really like the gratitude helped me forgive them because I said, I'm grateful that you you played a part in my learning so that I could be here standing in this moment stronger and um, wiser, like more whole, like unbreakable, like I know what I'm made of. Yeah. And just, you know, I left the retreat yesterday and I just I don't know, it was just a feeling I had of like. It's just a strength that I, and it just feels, you know, it was a new moon. So we did, we did the ceremonies during the new moon. And um, so, yeah, that, I feel good. That's what's on my heart. I'm ready to walk with more audacity than I had before. I love that word. I, I love it. I, yes, I, I love, I love audacity. To be bold and courageous enough to do what the fuck you want to do. I love or it. Or audacious moo-moo. Like, I'm looking, what is that? Yes, inspire. Inspired and motivated. Yes. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the audacity like of you inspiring to listen to. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it, it, it's, 
it was it was so transformative and not like I became a new person. I just I just reminded it was like a reminder of who I already am, mm. you know, and not mm-hmm. not waiting for permission to be like all of you. Not like, you know, because people like parts of you like, hey, this piece is palatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll take we'll just yeah. take that piece. Those other pieces might be a bit much, mm-hmm. you know, and um, but that's not expansiveness. Baby, I, I know that feeling. Me too. Yeah, expansiveness takes all of those pieces. And it's like, this is the whole... We all This is what that. it means to be holistic. All of this. It don't work with this, just this one piece. You know, it might work for you, but it don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... I feel like I'm growing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I really had to sit in those, yeah. in those meetings and, and really be honest with myself about the amount of times that I allow people to... Um, to... to talk me into smallness. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to really talk Ooh. me into this little this little box, into dimming my light to make other people feel more comfortable around me and, you know, to not offend people with, with all of who I was. And it's like, you can't not offend a, a person that's insecure, oh. like, no matter what you do. It ain't even, it ain't all you, it's in you. Like, your very being is going to be offensive to a person that's insecure and don't really want to stand in the God flow, they don't want to look at the God flow that's happening, you know? And so, but I had to take responsibility for my part in enabling them by, by playing small, you know? Mm. Uh, Ma'am. So that, <laughs> that's what's on my mind. Ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. You gonna bless these Thank people you. on today? Thank you. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you said holistic, when you said that's you what it don't means even to understand. Talk about it. Ain't you? you said a thing right there. You said a lot of things, but you said a thing right there for me. Yeah. Because when you said that it, we do tend to live in these pieces. Yeah. We don't see ourselves as whole people, and so we decide which lane we're going to show, and we either demonize or romanticize the other parts of ourselves, and we do not have a realistic vision, a whole mm-hmm. vision. 
Right. We have mm-hmm. a partial vision. We have a partial living, a partial existence. And when you said having a holistic existence, yeah. that touched me. Mm-hmm. That, I'm going to walk away. I, I think I'm, I'm, I put that one in my bra <laughs> for today. I tucked it. Yeah, I tucked it that one right in my bra, girl. <laughs> that that pizza we, hear, we hear so many times somebody calling somebody a hoe. You know what I mean? This, this person, that, that person is a hoe. That's a hoe. <laughs> hey, hoe, what's up, hoe? W H O L E, hoe. Hey, hoe. Okay, hey, hoe. <laughs> hey, hoe. good, hoe? But I'm gonna tell you, I just got hit by what you said about. The piece of you, when you just say, when people can only digest certain pieces of you and then you end up apologizing. I literally just had that happen to me on Friday where I had a physical reaction to watching a movie amongst amongst a, a, a mixture of a crowd. And I yelled mm. out. And then I said, I'm sorry, y'all. And my friend yeah. said to me beside me, why are you apologizing? And I was just... We, we've all done it. <laughs> Apologize or try to make somebody else comfortable, you know, because they can't handle the all. Well... This is it's a new season. Oh, why why are we this way? Why what what I mean like Mm-mm, they just why is it that, that just, listen, listen. I, <laughs> I wasn't actually gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it, but what I meant was tell, just oh, like yeah, to give be me a the, group of women and that we can all agree that we felt this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all very yeah. different women. We've all had very different experiences in life, but yet this is a oh, thing yeah. that we find bond in. We've and all so, been told to know. calm down. We've all been told to, <laughs> yeah. you know, quiet up. We've all been told to, uh, that, that's yeah. real bright. Maybe you need to dress that down just a little bit. Like, we've all right. been told these things. Like, Just so that I oblige Jill, I have to make sure I go ahead and say it. Why is it that we feel this way? Ladies, white supremacy. White <laughs> <Yes>. supremacy. <laughs> This is why. Uh, this is why. White supremacy. See, see, what we're talking about here is is something that's very apparent. You know, we're dealing and looking at a woman who is multi-talented. She's very layered as a human being. She's well-educated in on many levels. She's indigenous. Is, am I saying this American Indian? Is that fair? Am I saying it correctly? Yep. Choctaw, yeah. It's my tribe. It's Choctaw. She's Choctaw Indian, has grown up practicing and learning about her herself and her people, and is such a beautiful woman. Like, when you see Moo Fresh, you're like, wow, look at that. You know <laughs> I mean, like, who is that? Right. Her her is all of these things. And the idea that someone would even a, a company or an industry would even attempt to put you in boxes is just insane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just insane. How are you moving through uh, all of this? All of all of the the confines um, that people are putting on you. How are you moving through this to create work, to create music that you are proud of, to create videos of a new release that yes. are exciting to you uh, as an artist and as a, a whole person? How are you doing this, mommy? Well, you know, it really was a decision that I had to make and it was based in faith over fear. It was based I had to have a conversation with myself to say the world ain't give it so the world can't take it away. So I know that my blessings don't come from man. My money don't come from man. Uh, man didn't give me my gifts. So how can man take it away based on how they feel about me or what they think I should or shouldn't do, right? It really, really, really came from me sitting at my altar in prayer in affirmative prayer and affirming my vision for myself and blocking out their noise. Because it's really... What I had to realize, I had to unlearn what they taught me about myself because then their voices is a part of my affirmative prayer about myself. So now I'm, I'm willing it into being just because they have now integrated themselves into my subconscious mind, you know? And when I remove them from my subconscious mind, I am unstoppable. They can't do nothing to me. They powerless. They weak, really, you know? But it was, mm-hmm. I had to make that decision. And that's why I sat in, in, my, in the circle this week and I, I forgave myself for contributing you know what I mean? I always tell mm. Black people that we contribute in white supremacy. It doesn't work without us. It doesn't work without us right. agreeing. We got we agree when we feel inferior, when we feel when we feel like, ah, oh, maybe if I change something about me, they'd, they'd accept me then. They're not going to accept you then. It's mm-hmm. not, white supremacy isn't logical. Patriarchy isn't logical. You know what I'm saying? So it really was me having to make a decision to stop, to stop being afraid, to stop feeling like, Oh, uh, well, if I give them a little more of what they want, then maybe they'll. No, they're not. 
So the decision I had to make was, you know what? I got one life to live. I was born here for a reason. I came in here to do something for God and got nothing to do with y'all. And I'm going to fulfill my destiny this way. I'm going to fulfill my purpose this way. I'm not going to ask you for your permission. I'm not even going to look at you. Like, I'm, I ain't even thinking about you. I'm removing you from my subconscious, from my belief system. I'm, I'm removing all of your beliefs, everything, you know, that I used to subscribe to, like all that stuff. I'm moving it away from my mind and, and I'm focusing on that vision that I decided that I'm, I decreed right before I was even born, before I incarnated into this flesh. What did I come here to do? What did I come here to say? All right, well, I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. That's between me and God and everybody else. You don't even matter. And I promise you, I promise you, when I started making that decision and sitting in my prayers, sitting in my power, feeling that way, my finances got better. The creativity got better. All of the, you know, everything I needed to make stuff work. I'm still independent, but we moving like we like we got a budget because God keep opening up doors that no man can close. When I started believing that my goodness didn't come from man. It only come from God. My, my abundance don't come from man. You can't, you ain't give it, so you can't take it away. But that was a real transition of getting my subconscious mind to be in agreement with my conscious mind. Because you can say everything you want, right? We talk a good game because we intelligent. But if your subconscious mind don't believe what your conscious mind is saying, there is this cognitive dissonance. And all you'll see in your life is a back and forth, a back and forth. You go a little further, you know, a little forward and go a little back. There'll be this fighting, this infighting, until we sit down with ourselves, unlearn those things, make amends, make peace, sit with the truth. What is the truth, right? And, and there's a therapy I do called cognitive behavioral therapy, where you write down the lie. This is what's in my mind right now. I'm here, I'm the lie, the programming is running over and over again. I'm going to write down what the lie is, and I'm going to look at it. And my conscious mind going to say, now, you know, that don't make no sense. All right, so what's the truth? This is the truth. This is the truth, and I'm going to repeat it. I'm repeated over and over until I believe it, until I rewrite that tape. And I'm committed to it. Like I spend every morning doing this because we have been taught to hate ourselves, yes. to hate our expansiveness, to hate our femininity. We've been taught to hate everything that God assigned us to do. And that's the only way we can be taken off our assignment is if we agree to it. Here, here. And you said, my good girl. people, my good people, um, this is <laughs> this is one of those times where you, you're welcome to continue, oh, welcome. you know, listening, <laughs> listening. And yeah, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Oh, yeah. You're welcome mm-hmm. to continue listening. If I had in my way right now, I would just rewind from the beginning. Yes. <laughs> because hey. this is this is y'all something. need to hear that again. Y'all need to press that little Rewind. button on your phone and roll that back. Roll that back. This is something that I am going to listen to over and over and over again. Like what you're doing and what you're expressing, um, the information and the the clarity. You know, it is is it's a job, people. It's work. Yeah. We'll be back after the break. brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. 
Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, how much work has Mumu put into get into this place because in my mind where you just came three days ago was a refresher. You just needed to be refreshed and reminded. So I'm so curious when the work just, it just started. When you realized you had... It it started at a point, real talk like yeah, where I looked in the mirror and I did not like what I was seeing. I was like, that woman there is bitter. That woman there is blaming other people for not seeing her. But why don't you, why why can't she see her? That woman right there feels victimized instead of empowered. And I really, I could blame people if I wanted, but it won't do no good. It's not like they're going to they gonna see my pain and treat me different. No, they're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to see it and say, mm, she's bitter. <laughs> they're not going to look at the circumstances that created that. They're not going to look at the injustices that you've had to endure silent. They're not going to look at all the times you had to swallow it to make sure that you could, that you had because you had to sacrifice for other people. They're not, they don't care. They don't care. And you know what? It's fine, beloved. It's not for you to care. It's all right. It's all right. Uh-huh. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? And I really had to like take time off. Like I had, I stopped working. I was like, I got to stop working because I'm, I don't feel well. And this is how sickness starts. When you're forcing yourself to do a thing that everything in your body is screaming, saying, no, I don't want to do this. This feels like rape. This this feels like violation. This feels like denial of myself. It feels like a denial of God. It feels like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And I had to stop everything. And I just started, at first I went to this past life regression class and to start to, I said, who was I before I came here? what I come here for? You know what I'm saying? And I started, I just started like searching for teachers, people who've been on this path to understanding themselves. I started, you know, uh, with Wayne Dyer, with Joe Dispenza, and I'm doing different Abraham Hicks and different uh, meditation modalities and tuning fork healing and, and going within. But I'm going to tell you, those conversations I had with myself were some of the most powerful. I would sit with myself and argue for hours, right? Because, you know, we argue for our limitations. And I had to keep going. But is it the truth, though? I hear what you're saying. I hear how you feel, Moo. But is it the truth? And is it the only way? And what in me is so attached to that thing that I'd be willing to suffer abuse to have that thing? And why? Who told me that it was, it was more valuable than me? You know what I mean? Like, those are the conversations. And I would write this stuff down and read it over and really tussle with myself in my mind to, to rewire that stuff. And the brain is a machine, and there are ways to rewire this machine. And, I mean, I did it. I probably started this real hardcore, like, 2016. Cause I just got to a place where I was like, yo, I don't like this person. And I love me. Like, you know what I mean? It's like when you get to the point where you, I don't know, your best friend, your mother, your child, you're like, yo, I don't like you. And why? What's broken about this thing? Because the thing is, it's like, you, you can't leave you, you know what I mean? Unless you leave this physical plane, right? And, and even still, the soul, you can't leave your soul. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm stuck with me. So how do I fix this? Because nobody else is going to fix it. Nobody else cares enough. They don't know how, and they can't. It's my assignment. So what do I have to do? What do I have? You know what I'm saying? It's strip down, take everything. Like, I went through a period where I was like, I'm not wearing no makeup. I ain't getting my nails done. I'm not leaving the house. I'm, I'm, I'm writing all over my walls like a great, oh my God, all my walls had writing all over them. 
And so, so I'm wrestling with myself about what things I want to unlearn. Who taught me this? Honestly, because I studied at the, uh, when I was a teenager, I was a part of this, this uh, program in Baltimore. It was like a street theater arts program that taught young people about the signs of domestic violence. And when I tell you, I see it in the music industry everywhere. Everything I learned at the House of Ruth, I see those same characteristics and behaviors and cycles and patterns in the music business. And I, so I can identify them. That's abuse. That's not healthy. You need me to feel like I'm worthless so then you can pay me less. <laughs> you can get me to do what you want me to do and I can feel like, oh, okay, I guess I, guess I gotta... You know, I remember one of my earliest memories of somebody in the music business who I was learning from, they told me, hey, look, you're not special. Don't think you're not going to get raped. Everybody gets raped in this business. It's just about how much Vaseline you can negotiate. Remember, they told me that. And I just thought to myself, like, that can't be healthy. <laughs> that can't be right. You know? And only we can right that wrong. It's the reason I mentor so many young girls getting into the music business, help read through their contracts with them. It don't have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. We can change how business is done. We can change the ethics and the code. And we can. We don't have to keep perpetuating this. Because now you can't even find where it started. You don't know who the master is. You know who the slave is because how it feels. But everybody is re-mimicking these slave-master dynamics with each other. And it just doesn't have to be this way. And I just got to a point where I was like, I want out. I, I don't even want to do music if it got to feel like this. Like, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I'll do something else. And there's, but there's, you know, there's also so many ways to, you know, the phrase skin a cat. You know, yeah. I always say to vocalists or, or artists in general, like, look, you know, there is a Nina Simone and there's a Diana Ross. You know what I mean? Like there is a Yasin Bey and there's a Drake. There's a there's a Tyler, the creator in between. There's there's a whole bunch of different kinds of ways to establish and to take care of yourself and to share your heart and soul with with mm -hmm. other people. It doesn't always have to fit into a particular box to do it. You just have to figure out one that you don't fit into a box and two that you're willing willing, able, and capable of making a sustainable life for yourself. It is mm -hmm. possible. It can be done. I see it all the time. Hi, all Angel the time. Dancer. Hi. All the time. Oh, girl, I'm, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. I'm fully present in the moment. I think that, you know... Oh, no, she was just... I was thinking I was, you was, I Jill was, was talking, so I was... Like, there's... there's yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of different ways to do this thing, but I think really what I'm taking from this moment with Mumu is just that you know, the self is, you got to carry the self everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And that this business, this business is built on a very sordid and twisted view of the self. Yes. You know, whether it be, whether it be positive or it be negative, mm -hmm. it's like, it just thrives on a, on, on this crookedness of the mm -hmm. way that you would see yourself through whatever filter that they decide to give you, mm -hmm. whether it's a romanticized one or a demonized one. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you're not already dealing with that enough in the world as a black woman, just period, walking the street, that then you enter an industry that thrives on it. And so to push back on it has to be intentional. Yes. And then maybe it's intentional in ways that you not really ready to say you're doing. Like, so people who it's working for, they may be doing some of these things that Moo is doing, but they may not have the words for that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But I think it's really important so. that she's putting words and language to it because what it means is that 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 thriving under these circumstances means that you have to be intentionally and consistently oh, yeah. pushing back. And if you're not pushing back, then you are in a essence feeding the beast. And 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 yeah. not in a way that's just about other people, pr primarily for yourself. Exactly. And, and that, that, exactly. that to me is is to me, I am absolutely in alignment and feeling exactly where she's coming from because these are the things I sit with all of the, that I sit with all the time and that I'm, that I've had to figure out and it's still in the process of figuring out. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love also too about this space is that yeah. it does not mean that you can never figure it out, that you can never, this is like an ongoing process. Yes. And that really you have to have a certain amount of of experience mm -hmm. to even begin to think about it this way. Yeah. So 
to even know what you don't want to have yeah. to have things to look back on and reflect, you know, and it, it hurts my feelings that someone thought that they were telling you that by telling you that you must accept violation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, but, but even though it hurts me, it doesn't surprise me. Right. Because we've well, all heard the same version. Well, we've heard the same version That's of the story. Say. And at least you got warned. At least you got warned about it. But it's it's interesting to me because I, you know, as we dive into so many different uh, ways that we've been programmed on this show, like move for real. This is we on some deep programming yeah, shit every to. episode. But also remembering that, and I feel very Asian in saying is that is when it comes to the music industry, it was built on this white man's model, and it seems like it's continuously. Still in that box, even when a black person becomes the head oh, yeah. of this label or creates this era or whatever, it's still within it, this white oh, man's yeah, it's model, the blueprint. right? So it's the blueprint, and nobody's trying to change the whole thing. They're just trying to excel within it. I really hate that because it happened to you, then you perpetuate it with the next, you know, with the next artist. I I can't bear that. Right, that that bothers me. So because you've been done dirty and somebody took your masters or, the, you know, they right. they had you on a two year promo tour, you know, that you signed up for, you know, and not making any money while they're collecting. Best believe that, you know, that you go around, you, you advance yourself and then you do the exact same thing to another artist. Like, oh, that drives me absolutely insane. And that same model. That's what I'm saying. You still... You still playing them white man games. That's what I'm saying. It is because we lack the vision to really see it be a different way. You know, the one thing I love about I recently did this thing about abolitionism. Right. And about reimagining. Like, I love the idea of reimagining a thing that you've never seen be a way. And, you know, because that's what I feel like we lose. That's why I started with the childhood wonder when we could just imagine when we didn't know what the rules were. Nobody told us, well, this is standard. (laughs) Right. You don't know what's standard, so you get to just imagine it the way you want and then do it just like that, you know? And that's what I feel like the place that I'm at now, even with the music video content that we're creating, we're creating like many movies. And and I, I'm definitely like an anthropologist in my my heart. Like I'm getting to do everything that I've always wanted to do without anyone saying like, you know, black people don't want to think that hard, which is something I've heard many times. Uh and, and really creating this art from this imaginative place that hasn't been done before. And it, it's, it hasn't been, um, there are no stipulations around it. There are no boundaries around it. I don't have a time frame. I don't have a, you know, and it feels like childhood again. It feels like joy. And that's what I was searching for in the moment when I wasn't feeling joy. Mm-hmm. Remember when an album was worked for a year? Could be two could be three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because art, it, it, it doesn't, true art doesn't necessarily jump on people. It, it's gracious. Yeah. It opens yeah. itself. It has wide open arms. I love that you use the word imagination because, you know, the, the word of the day is radical imagination. Is that mm-hmm. we are all giving ourselves an opportunity to think, to think outside of the box in a way that says that the box doesn't even exist. So I'm not even thinking outside of the box by, I'm not even acknowledging the box in order to think outside of it. I'm right. creating from from the gut, from the mud. And that I'm not, I've had this conversation with my children as my children have experienced obviously this year, this uptick in so much conversation around race and politics and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. they're young and they're on social media. So they're always responding. And I said to them, and so they might respond with anger or they might decide to be in the comments and shut down a racist or this, that, and the other. (laughs) And I told the kids, I said, you know, let's think about this. We don't want to accept these systems, but we also don't want to be in perpetual response to them. Mm -hmm. That is also that is also being focused on the white gaze and focused on these systems gaze that we're always responding. Mm -hmm. We're always in this perpetual relationship with and reactionary with these systems. And what your radical imagination does is it says that I I, it's a no for me, dog. 
I, I reject it all. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. actually engage. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. going to engage with you on this at all. It's so powerful. I am going to take you out of the equation. And you said this many times during when you were speaking about what was on your heart. About how you're like, I'm removing myself from that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer going to think of myself in relationship mm-hmm. to these to these systems. I'm thinking about myself with myself at the center. Mm. And that's the conversation we have had here quite a few times. Because on a metaphysical level, the most valuable asset that you have is your attention. What you put your attention on increases, right? So if you don't want a thing to grow, you have to remove your attention from it. You really do. And focus your attention on what you do want to grow. Your attention is fertilizer. You know what I mean? And that's why even even in terms of like the, the activities I was doing around forgiveness, because it was like, I can't even give you none of my heart space. I, you know what I mean? I can wish you love. That's about, about the amount of heart space you can have, but I can't harbor, I can't harbor no resentment towards you. That's that's valuable real estate. I could be putting towards another creative idea. You know what I'm saying? And that, I'm t- yeah. it is the most liberating experience I have ever had. I mean, I just cried tears of joy and and... I was laughing and crying at the same time because it's so freeing. I don't, I am yeah. mad at you. I got to be mad at you for you did the best that you could at the place that you was at in your journey. And that's it. And think of these words. Think of these <laughs> words that you're using. Think of these words that you're using. That just feels I am good. liberated. Yes, I am so liberated. Good. I am free. It feels good. It feels so good. You know? <laughs> we'll be back after the break. ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Please tell us how all of this transformation and and study and paying attention, really, that's what it is, you know, paying attention to yourself. How has that evolved into into your new creative? What's what's going on with your music? Oh, man. So 
I have, oh, yes. I the have queen of culture. really that My Muna Yusa, Mumu Fresh, is a wellness brand. Outside of just music, I'm a wellness <gasps> brand. Yes. And so everything that I'm writing about is about our collective wellness. You know what I mean? It's about getting to that place where we're more well. So um, the, the topics that are covered, like that's what I get passionate about. I get passionate about like being able to write about a topic that I haven't written about before. Perspective, vision, scope, shaping. You know, that does it for me. <laughs> like, I love that. So like the, the, the song concepts, the titles, like one of my favorite songs is called North Star. It's, it's the mm-hmm. song and video that I video. feel most proud of. And I'm such a like, I'm a really creative person. Normally I just create and then, you know, keep, kick it out, keep it moving. But it, I actually got to sit and look at it and be like, what's that I feel? Is that pride? <laughs> I was like, I feel really proud of it. It started out as a conversation I was having with my son on his way to school. And he was saying, this was his first time going to public school. And his dad was saying, tell him he should go to public school. And so he's like, all right, I'll try it out. Ah, and so maybe a weekend. You, you were homeschooling for so long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, because you know, I, I I don't I don't want you to take my word for it, son. You know? <laughs> If, if you think maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead, baby. You can go try it out. You know, I'm not, you're not a prisoner here. And so he wanted to go try it out. And like maybe a weekend, he said, Mommy, I feel so different. I feel so different than everybody. I said, you welcome. He said, what? I said, uh, I work hard at that. <laughs> huh? If you blended right in, you know what I'm saying? Why you think I took you all around the world? Like, why you think I put you in certain circles and the sacrifice that I have made, certain gigs I didn't take to make sure that you could stay with me or you could have, you know, I, I started him in, in a, um, a math and science pr- program at four. You know what I mean? Like he he was able to like uh, experiment, which is really gross to me, but experiment on a human brain that has 70% of its original water at, at six years old. Like, why do you think I did all of that Oh, wow. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Why, why did I get you into coding at five? Like he speaks like four or five different coding languages now, right? I don't know if it's supposed to say speak, but you know what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> I'm like, awesome. I, I was just like, I feel like I knew what you was talking about anyway. I was like, it was right. five languages? Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I said, why, why you think I did all of that? It's not for you to be the same. It's not for you to blend in. It's for you to have the opportunity to, to uh, be expansive, to, to be all that you can be. To, you know what I mean? I said, but you got to, he said, well, nobody else is like, I know, baby, but you got to understand that the righteous rose, the lonely one. The words I told my only son, the weak will fold and come undone. The strong will grow and lead them up. Right? So I started writing this verse and I said, you got to know that in this life, it's not going to be a whole bunch of people agreeing with the righteous path. Right? When you are one of one, you're not going to find a whole bunch of people that you can maybe identify with or people that can say, oh, yeah, yeah, they've done it before or Maybe they have, maybe they haven't, but you gotta, you gotta be able to be self-referring. You gotta use that intuition inside of you. There may not be a cosign for what you feel is right inside of your gut. There may not be, you know, everybody else may be doing all doing the same thing, and something inside of you may be like, ah, eh, I don't know if that's right. You gotta go with you. <laughs> You're gonna be, you know what I mean? That the leader, that part, you gotta be a leader. You can't be a follower. So we were having that whole conversation, driving to school, and I said, but this is a good. Lesson for you, though, because you got to go into the world. And then because I want you to really be able to know your voice from everyone else's. Hear that internal whisper inside of you. The more you follow it, the louder it'll get. And God will never steer you wrong. So I started writing this song called North Star. I was sitting with me and D Smoke was having this conversation. I was telling him about my son. And I said, you know, we use, in escaping from slavery, we use the North Star as a guiding system. And imagine walking on foot from like Georgia to Canada following a star. (laughs) Think about that kind of faith you got to have, that kind of brilliance, first of all, to even know, right? And then there were these coded quilts that would be put up at at safe houses along the way to show you where you were in the path. Like, I mean, that's who you come from. What are we talking about? And in this life, People will try to confuse you about who you are and what you're capable of. And you got to remember all that we've overcome. We're resilient. We're unstoppable, unbreakable, right? I don't know my son be like, Lord, my mother got to give me this long history lesson. <laughs> Do you know? So I started writing that song. Be so thankful when he grown. I started yes, writing he that will. song. Gonna be so and thankful. they all fuss about the lessons. They can't stand it. Please mm-hmm. don't say that around my mother because yeah. that's going to set her off. Mm-hmm. Don't say it. Don't do it. But whatever. 
so we set the time period 1864 and I was real intentional about there are no white people in the video there is no form, no no oppression scene all you see is our greatness all you see is us with the coded quilts with the you know looking at the stars our, our seeing us as astronomers you see us escaping you see you know what I mean you see us running towards victory you see us on horses gallantly like it's the same time period. I made sure that all of the wardrobe was from that time period. The poetry in the beginning came from a quilt from the 1800s. But you only see our victory. You only see our victory. And and that's what I mean by where you put your focus on, that's what increases. You only just, it ain't that the pain ain't there, but you won't focus on the victory. And that's what you give power to. And it is the piece that I am most proud of, of everything I've done in my career. It's so well executed. And, and I also included my indigenous culture. I had my son in full regalia, a, a grass dancer's regalia. I had a, a you know, um, a headband with the snake. Our, our, our Choctaw, the symbol for our tribe is the diamondback snake. And I have it. Wait, Moo, before you even dump, dump in this, can you tell us how you even became an awareness about my culture of your indigenous background from yeah, mom I never and even grandma yeah, personally. yeah exactly so in 1978 there was a the freedom of religion act was passed for native americans to be able to practice a culture up until that point it was illegal for most people if you lived in the south like if you didn't live on a reservation right after andrew jackson moved all of the native tribes off the east coast right so one of my ancestors, I guess my my grandmother's grandfather, was walked to Oklahoma during the Indian Removal Act. And he walked himself back. But when he got back, all his land had been sold. And the Census Bureau reclassified anybody that was still there as colored. So everybody just became colored. Natives on the East Coast, as far back dating as... Um, Mm, William, what is his last name? He's the person who founded, mm, <laughs> fake found the European who, who fake founded Jamestown. When he describes the natives that he encountered there, which were like the Tuscarora, the Maharan, the Nottaway, he says they look like Ethiopians. They're similar to, he calls them dark angels, right? So a book called, by Ivan Van Certain called They Came Before Columbus, talks about Africans who had already been to the United States, South America, and the Caribbean hundreds and hundreds of years before Europeans were here, right? There are a lot of similarities between traditional African culture and traditional East Coast Native culture. So my family, like most families, were not allowed to practice the traditions. I have friends who are Navajo, maybe they're in their 40s now. They can remember doing sweat lodge ceremonies and having the FBI shoot shoot bullets into the sweat lodges. If you all studied the Battle of uh, Wounded Knee, if you, if you learn about Leonard Peltier, like the original Wounded Knee was over the ghost dance. They killed him for, for, for dancing, for doing the ghost dance. So my mother and my grandmother, as soon as it was legal, they went back to relearn the culture. They always knew they were Choctaw. Like they talk about it in the family. You know, it's just like a happenstance. Like it didn't, it wasn't anything to make a big fuss about. It's just they knew they was Choctaw from Mississippi. But when the Indian Removal Act was passed, then it was like, we can go back and learn the culture. So by the time I was born, they was already so deep in it that I, you know, I grew up dancing in powwows. I competed in powwows from the time I was five until I was 14. I supported my mother on her vision quest. I supported my sister on her vision quest. I'd been out to Sundance. So I was just knee deep into these traditions. Like at any given moment, like that's how my childhood was. At any given moment, you know, my mother could say, hey, you know, pack up. We about to go to such and such for a full moon ceremony or a womb lodge. Or like when I came into my cycle, right, we had to have a womb lodge. We had ceremonies around around your blood, you know, where you would bleed outside into the earth. So many the foods that we learned to cook, the, the way, you know, we harvested things, like all that stuff. I grew up like that. You'll never know, right, because... I may not always present like that's the kind of, but that's the kind of childhood that I had. Even though I grew up partially in Baltimore City, but my mother always, you know, kept me close to the earth. And because I was homeschooled, she'd give me credit. I get school credit for that. She'd be like, go help your grandmother build a sweat lodge. You know what I mean? Like, and I get a class credit. Go help, you know, plant, do some bead work. I had to make my hair ties for the, so, uh, you know, or sometimes the, the hide, the deer hide. We'd be like, 
I don't know, she'd be stretching it or something, go making drums, whatever. And she'd just give me class credit for that. Now, when I went to public school, they gave me a zero for everything I learned <laughs> in homeschool. But uh, yeah, so that was just my reality. It wasn't until I got into the world, starting going to public school, that I realized like, oh, nobody else lives like this. Oh, <laughs> we grew up on some weirdo stuff. This is not normal for anybody else. I was going to go through so many emotions. All that. A lot of Ooh. jealousy. A lot of jealousy. A lot of jealousy. I'm sorry. I, it w- I, I Really? I, ju- I want to know my really? It's oh. just, what a blessed existence. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which yes. is why so we're taking this ancestry test. Right? Right? Yeah. Right. It's true. And that's beautiful because you said 1978, which happens to be the year that I was born. And wow. so you're thinking that just in the 42 years that I've been on this earth, that people who predated every other person that's in one this land were not able to legally practice their own religions, you yep. know? And it's like, and that they've only been able to do it for as long as I've been here. That and language and everything. Is, and I, and yeah, I'm sure that's, you've seen that's, on, that's, on social media about the boarding schools, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. The last yeah. boarding school was closed in the 90s. Like, yeah. it was, the boarding schools were created to force Native people not to know their culture anymore. You couldn't speak your language. You yeah. couldn't, you had to cut your hair. Like, they was hoping that you would forget all of your customs. And separating the children from their parents. That's what yeah. Americans yep. do. You know, they would adopt them out different places. When people get offended by the term colonizer... <laughs> you, they, 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 they really get in their bag about colonizer, which, which, like, okay, it's the, it's systematic how this thing works. You separated people from their language. You separated people from their, from their religion. You separate the elders from, from their children. They did it with the Aborigines. It's done with the, the, the indigenous people here in the United States. It's done with, it was done with between black people us, indigenous um, and the black that were enslaved. Like they make sure it's, it's a consistent, it's so consistent. Like at this point, you know the tactics, homie. Like you, you can see how this, how this thing is going to play out. So, uh, so owning oneself and that wholeness thing, you know, one, yeah, might as well go ahead and, and get involved and find out who, where you're from and who your people are. And then once you do that, do some research into that and, and maybe make a trip and go see some folks and eat some food and listen to some language and listen to some music mm-hmm. and, and share and, and learn and teach mm. your children. What a beautiful way to exist, Mumu. Is is and uh, I wanna I wanna point something yeah. out too about about this because yeah. you know uh, Mamuna said that this this was her whole life you know she was born into cultural practices and understanding these things and yet still as a yeah. woman she had to be extremely intentional about pushing back at this world and yeah. space that she has to occupy and that's knowing much more than anyone else on this call about yeah. her culture. And mm-hmm. that and then that says something about how how difficult it is to to be yourself and to know who you are under these circumstances. Wow. That you can even have the yep. kind of jump start that Mamuna had and still have to go through the very specific work and self-work that says, I got to push back at these things. And even more so, I think, for you, because you can't unsee what you've seen mm-hmm. already. And so to mm-hmm. have that kind of exposure to who you are and then experience this world and this country and this industry the way that it is, is in absolute contradiction mm-hmm. to that. And so, you know... I pray for you, and I, I'm so grateful that you are in this mm-hmm. earth, that you're in this mm-hmm. world with us, because we have yeah. to we have to be able to look at 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 you and listen to you and other mm-hmm. folks like you, and and use that as an opportunity to learn and to hear. You know what I mean? Learning and hearing that's one of the many good things about a podcast is you have to mm-hmm. listen. You have to listen, and you you did you did a great. You continue to do this great thing, but you did a great thing. Without draining you. I want to say, too, that's though, that's always that, um, my concern, too, because you got so much in there. The programming is very pervasive. And my mother didn't even love us have a TV in the house when I was growing up. And it's still very, very pervasive. And the constant programming of not enoughness 
still was present, even with the culture, you know, because everybody's colonized, even within Native circles, there's a lot of anti-Blackness. You get what I'm saying? So although my birth certificate say I'm Native, my grandmother yeah. will stand next to you and be like, you know what I'm saying? She's Native. And it'll still be, you know, I still had to deal with that as a child growing up with people saying she's too dark to, to you know what I mean, to be to dance, to win, to, you know, all that, all that silly stuff because people are colonized. And you got to understand mm-hmm. that the term $5 Indian comes from the time when white people could buy into any tribe they wanted to for $5 and become the head. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of work to be done. It's a lot of work to be done. And they, they bring their anti-blackness with them everywhere they go all around the world. You know what I'm saying? That's just fascinating yeah. that Natives aren't aware of their own history. And, I mean, I know we the same way, but wow, I, in my mind, I just thought that all Natives understood that Natives look. But this is why this is why we have to be very careful to understand that anti-Blackness yeah. is bigger than particular groups of people. And that it's a thing that will, it'll bounce its little self all the way around. And mm-hmm. even within us as Black people. And Black people are very yeah. happily will participate in anti-Blackness. Black people will participate in it. So it's it's a thing. It's a system. It's a thing. It always has to be under attack. And I think sometimes we get into this individual. And, and, and I will say this for myself, and even as my experience as being an African-American, we have a tendency because we don't know a lot of our culture mm-hmm. to romanticize relationships with culture, to romanticize Africa, to romanticize Native culture. And we will romanticize and, and or demonize seeing them as a whole. Without seeing things as this whole, and you're not going to like this. this whole experience. It, it's also being mindful of what is what is black culture and what is a stereotype that's mm-hmm. been perpetuated again and again to mm-hmm. make us think that this is how we are. We have to be very mindful of that because what is what is real mm-hmm. and what is not. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people will say that the culture is real. It's it's the black part that's the social construct. Hmm. But we we call black culture something a very real life, a real real lived experience that we that we know and understand and that we know and understand without anyone, Mm -hmm. any other black person having to explain it. We just know it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had a conversation with a friend earlier today just about how, you know, we can never leave our Africanness behind. We bring it with us and put it and insert it into everything that we do, (laughs) which is why black church feels so different than white church. It's like mm-hmm. because we we take our Africanness everywhere that we go and we say, oh, this is a oh, this is where I am. Let me insert mm-hmm. who I am into where I am. And that's why wherever we go, we leave this indelible mark and, they be, and it creates culture. So when you think about church culture, you think about anywhere that black people, quote unquote, quote unquote, black people find themselves. You will find a yeah. thing in which we have inserted who we are absolutely and built on it. And that's why we recognize it. That's why we recognize it everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. That's why we know it. And they try to figure out what is that little what secret? Is that what is that thing? little thing? How did Yes. They... It is, yeah. It's the centering of that thing we know in our core. Dear friends, I just want to say uh, I love you all. Love you. And appreciate you and respect you immensely. Thank you. Uh, thank you so, <laughs> thank much, you so much, Mamuna, for, for being here. Thank you. You so are much. a gift. So, so grateful that you Everybody cop queen of culture. Everybody cop queen of culture. Queen of culture. Queen of culture. Let's say it again. Queen, queen of, of culture. culture. Queen of culture. Queen of culture. Our awesome. video. The visuals, not videos. It's, it's really <laughs> about this, this journey on being whole. It's the wholeness of it all. And anywhere you can take a lesson, I hope that you, I, you have to. There's no way. You ain't you ain't fucking with me all this time without finding some <laughs> lessons in, in this thing here. Yeah. Okay, so grab them. Hold on to them. Investigate. Do your research and get involved in yourself, in your wholeness. Thank you so much for listening to J.Ill, the podcast. Blessings, blessings, and more of them. Peace, y'all. All right, y'all. Eve's here, which means it's time for the resources. Maimuna gave us so much game this episode. But first, 
buy and stream her new album, Queen of Culture. The visuals for the song North Star are beautiful and the song is just as stunning. All right, a few other things. For most of us, there is plenty of learning and unlearning that we can do when it comes to indigenous peoples and what we now call the United States of America. That means that you're going to have to do more digging on your own. But here are a few things that came up today. The Indian Removal Act, signed into law by President Andrew Jackson in 1830, authorized the president to negotiate removal treaties with tribes east of the Mississippi River, leading to the forced removal and genocide of Native American peoples. The Choctaw are Mumu's tribe. They originally lived on lands in what is now the southeastern U.S. In the 19th and 20th centuries, the U.S. government ran boarding schools that took Native American children away from their families, stripped them of their culture, and forced them to assimilate. Lastly, Mumu mentioned the book They Came Before Columbus, The African Presence in Ancient America, written by Ivan Van Sertema. In it, he talks about the similarities between cultures in Africa and the ancient Americas, contact between the continents, and descriptions from firsthand accounts of the era. I'll leave links that you might find useful in your research in the episode description. Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.